Welcome, everybody, to Out of the Hat, uh, the show where we all discuss our previous week's session of D&D. I am the DM that some know, uh, uh, previously known as Illustrious. Um, and what are you, voluptuous I, now? I am also voluptuous. Um, and I will, especially when I do this. <laughs> um, and I will be hosting this evening as well because our usual host, Nick, is out uh, due to reasons. And uh, also on the show with me is Brett, who plays Behester. Oh, hello. The, the Courageous. Uh, sure. Shirvin the Learned is also with us, who is Clay. Hello, everybody. We have uh, the Dark Hand of Twilight, Zulid. Hello. Also known as Matt. That's me. <laughs> well, right now. Hello. So, uh, during this show, we discussed, as I said, our previous session of Dungeons and Dragons. If you have any questions while you're watching, either put them into the, the chat on Twitter, or you can tweet us at uh, just tweet hashtag out of the hat um, and we will answer any questions that anybody has no matter how absurd they may be or concerning Dick Cheney um, alright number one fans not even here <laughs> right. uh, so we're going to go ahead and, and dive into things starting off with Matt who's going to give us a recap of what went on last week alright let's see how much of this I can remember in sequence so we started off in. Oh, here it was. Great start. <laughs> <laughs> all, all I'm pulling up right now is, is Thurmaster. Oh, Melbourne. We started out in uh, in Melbourne because we hadn't left yet. Um, I don't think we really did anything much in Melbourne besides just leaving, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we we got on our way, and about halfway to Thurmaster, we were stopped by. Um, a crystalline, was it eagle? Mm-hmm. Was it Russell? Okay. Um, that Lord Morn sent on over, letting us know about some some going ons, and then there was also um, the letter from from uh oh man, what was this character name? Was it Andriox? Andriox, yeah. Yes. Okay, man, I pulled that out of nowhere. The game like breaking once. letter. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, knowing about about Shearsum's newfound vampirism, which interesting to find Somehow. out no, how he knows um was there anything really big that i'm missing from that, that i think go, like what what was Morn saying about i know he was talking about the um the borders being closed correct mm -hmm. with seals or the <laughs> actual seals <laughs> actual seals <laughs> actual seals yeah basically the big thing was was the borders are sealed and then um andriox basically saying Hey, Shearsim, as long as you're cool, we're cool. If you're not cool, I will gut you like a stuff fake. And you're like, oh, oh, oh okay. Mm -hmm. um, so after after we had the little um, update from Lord Morn and, and Andrax, we made our way over to Thurmaster um, to when we got to the tower. We weren't given that warm of a welcome. Um, and then Mukask decided to try and force the door open. Got, almost got us all blasted. Uh we're in a sticky situation there. Ooh, um, well played. I know, I, Nick's not here, so somebody's got to take over with puns. Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> He's flushed all over you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yep. Yep. I wish. Um, and then Beheshtor came to our to our aid and saved us, telling him that, that we had the box. After that, we delivered the box. Uh, got our writ for payment and had some nice tea time. Uh, after that, we went in. And, and am I missing anything important there? Uh, just how amazing the wizard was. Yeah. The, the wizard's name was Towster. That's the only Towster. That's Towster. Right. Who's like one of my favorite NPCs ever. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> who, who I'm actually now playing in my home campaign. So really? Yay! <laughs> Because he was amazing. He was amazing. Yep, so we had some fun with Towser. We went and got paid. Um, and then after that point, we all decided to go to the inn, where Jaya decided to 
try and buy things for me. We had a nice little discussion about how to use money and how to not be, or, or I should say, how to be inconspicuous with money. We're um, going to get poisoned. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, we went to bed after everybody came back. And then we all woke up. Uh, Jaya decided that he wanted to go find greens in the middle of winter. And then I had my little discussion with somebody who came into the bar. And after that, uh, I kind of panicked. And then we all got into the wagon as quick as possible and then booked town. And I believe that was the end. Was. It was the end of those events. What a what a cliffhanger to end the episode on, seriously. Right. It was just like, oh, because it was my first first week with your character. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was yeah. like, man, this guy is smooth. Nothing bothers him. <laughs> nothing bothers him. And then, like, you know, because you it really came through every time you were talking. And then at the end, mm-hmm. to just have you freak out, I was like, mm-hmm, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not. Zalid was not happy in that moment. So, so we're actually going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, the first thing, so the first question I kind of wanted to ask you guys is, you've, at this point, I can officially say you guys have started to experience the bigger world, the more open world. Whereas before you had been in a central location, now you've traveled to a different place, a couple of different places. You've gotten through the rumor mill some of the things that are going on just in the the region. So what what are your thoughts on what's going on? What what are some of your reactions to the things that are going on around you and that kind of thing? But don't everybody talk at once. You know, I'm, I'm just wondering where the he- the the mouth breathing robot is because I just came into this. I thought that was coming from your side. <laughs> right. I don't think so. My computer shouldn't be that loud. I just thought it was ambiance and we were just next to the ocean with waves hitting rocks. Yeah. It was quite I relaxing. Mean, you guys are in a, a region that's near a port, so it's rather fitting. The ambiance, you know. It fits perfectly. Oh, there we go. Um, well, for me... Now that I'm not having nightmares and we're not almost dead every night, I'm really enjoying exploring the world <laughs> and meeting things, you know, and there's there's a lot of interesting characters that have come up and and interesting set pieces that you describe really well to the point where, where we're like, OK, everything he describes isn't actually important because the first few days we'd be like, oh, that was really in detail. We should probably go check it out because it probably is important. And now we're like, oh, everything's just explained really well. <laughs> I did that I did that. Yeah, it's almost like being DM'd by Tolkien, except you're not getting like the entire family history of the tree <laughs> over the <your> left. <laughs> no, just his grandparents. I only go back two generations. That's it. That's where I draw the line. That's the line. <laughs> these um these towns have Sorry, also been super interesting. How so? Uh, well, again, you know, just, you know, the, the people you put in it, but also like how much detail you have in like all the kinds of shops and not every town's just like this blacksmith mm-hmm. is the same as the last town's blacksmith copy paste. Like every kind of storefront in each town has its own way it's set up, whether it's outside, inside, on a roof or, you know, all, everything's different. And it, and it really adds to the to the overall immersion. I like that. I, I kind of like, okay, so, sorry, just to break out of that for a little bit. I, I kinda, I've kinda, I'm kind of enjoying being the host because I can be like, Ooh, what do you guys think about this? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys Give me your to, praise. Yeah, yeah. The chin and everything. yeah. This, this show will be titled We All Wank Off Our DM. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. What I mean is like, what's working for you in the game? What's not working for you in the game? What are the areas that I that you like so I can focus more on the? That's what I meant. I didn't mean. I do feel a little bad because I'm like, yes, tell me all about how my world is amazing. Come on. <laughs> so, no, Come on. Come on. 
It's weird. Your chances of having advantage on rolls depends on what you say. Yeah. Right. Right. You get inspiration. You get inspiration. <laughs> you get inspiration. Um, so, uh, you guys met a rather color, color, colorful character in Towster the Wizard. <laughs> what What are yes. your thoughts on Towster? I'll let someone else hit this because I already kind okay. of gushed a little bit. Well, I was getting a big kick out of him and uh, the, the broom servants and the whole, all wizards have, have beards and towers. But, um, honestly, I don't, you know, since, since we usually like to just say what we're thinking and what our character's thinking, I, I don't think Shearsm is, like, too crazy. His whole attitude towards wizards, mm-hmm. uh, how they... You know, they have to have this and they have to have that. And I think part of that would just be because of the upbringing he's had. Although I guess we've never had any discussion on whether the Cult of the Lich has towers and who has beards and who doesn't. But Right. I don't think we really... I don't really think they go into that kind of detail anyhow, so... Well, now, now we have information to think about looking... Okay, we're at a town. Does it have a tower? There's a whisper here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, does anybody else have anything else? Nope. Nick is such a good... Nick is so much better. No, you're doing fine. <laughs> um, well, one one thing I did want to... Since you know we're here to build you up. Uh, one, one last thing I just wanted to touch on was... Um, just with, with that character, since that's what you were asking is like he was very interesting and the voice was was hilarious and you know how how his speech worked and how quickly he talked but the fact that you didn't just like do the voice like you actually scooted back in your chair and you were like acting out all the poses he was saying while saying things it, it was around and everything exactly or like pulling his keys out and getting beard hair stuck in the chain and yeah it was it was a very amusing character and i uh i hope we've run into him again so you can just join the party <laughs> uh, that would be fun uh, however DM played characters never go over well unfortunately uh, there there are times where I'm like gosh I wish because like there are times where you guys will be talking and you'll be having conversations in your group and I'm like I wish I had a player character in there so that I could contribute to this conversation but I don't and I don't want to like interrupt the flow because you guys have your own flow going on, and I don't want to disrupt the immersion. So I'm like, oh no, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> well, maybe sometime we'll just have to do like not an off week where someone can't make it. We just go, hey, this week we're just gonna like one of someone else like tries DMing or something, and then you get to play with everybody. That could be kind yes. of fun. DMing is a lot of fun. So if anybody wants to do it, you just let me know. I'd actually, uh, I'd actually say really quick, I'd be more than happy to take up that mantle. I have, I have a whole campaign world for us you, you, that I'm not sure if we've ever talked about that I've worked on for like five years. So I know I've run off days. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be more than happy to DM for you guys. Okay. Kill all our characters. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a wider story. Please let's not kill off our characters now. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, I just started with this one. I don't want to make another character already. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I mean, love like, that I'm character. I'm still trying to find ways to make Shearson like more involved. Because honestly, sometimes it gets so it can be so hard because you know just the stuff that Nick comes up with. You just want to sit back and go, okay, what's Jack gonna do next? <laughs> and then you forget. Oh yeah, I have a character in this, in this too. Um. So. Uh, that that kind of brings me to another question that I wanted to ask you guys. So, Brett and Clay, this is your first time getting to interact with Zuli, uh, Matt's new character. So, what what are what are your first impressions? What are how are you feeling about Zuli? Uh, Clay, you go first. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting a big kick out of him. You know, just him. Always being like, 
Freud and having to set the record straight with Jag and a few things, but like not quite Shearsim style. That makes any sense? You know, Jag, we really needed to talk about how money actually works. Right. <laughs> it was kind of funny how it was like you you had the you know the first character Tanakh was probably like the first one maybe to really get through to Jag and now you're it's like you just almost hit the ground running with another character going Jag. <laughs> You've got a lot to learn. <laughs> if we're going to survive this, you need to get a few things through your skull. Well, and I, I, and I love, love it. That interaction between Jag and Zulid, where Zulid is like, hey, don't go flashing around Fladmum, yeah, yeah. because that's how people get killed. Now, <laughs> yeah. gives us, you know, you have you have Jayag, who's this super innocent, who is trusting of most people, and is very, and is innocent, as far as the world is concerned, <laughs> and Zulid, who's on the opposite, the far opposite side of the spectrum, <laughs> who, who is 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 cautious and maybe overly so but with good reason Mm -hmm. and so it that there's that interesting dichotomy of educating each other that's starting to come to fruition that i find really interesting yeah it's kind of funny uh you you bring up how different the two are um because i kind of feel like it like uh the way Tenak and Jayag was, it was almost like a like a big brother, little brother kind of situation. Whereas with Zalid now, it's just like, let me, I'll, I'll help you, but only so that you don't get me killed. Like, I don't, like, everything else, whatever. Like, as long as you're not getting me killed, we're square. Right. Yeah, I also just really loved how, you know, when we were vi- visiting Talster and how Zalid kept doing all this stuff like casting mage hand to bring the the teacup over and all this stuff's like showing off his magic because that's as we're kind of seeing that's kind of a complete 180 from how the other major magic user in the group <laughs> tends to be but then again you know cheers him has good reasons for not wanting to flash his magic around and uh, I, I think really for Zuli, it's, it's more, like you said, it's 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 differences of opinion on magic. Like, um, I really think, like, the way Zuli thinks about magic is that it's more of a tool to use. So why not use it whenever? Like, who cares? <laughs> that, that cups across the room. I'm not getting up out of my chair. Whatever. Like, mage hand, bring it to me. Like, I have this ability. Why, why not use it? Brett, come in the room. Go get the remote. <laughs> but it's right next to you. I can't reach it. <laughs> yeah. Anybody ever do that? Oh when yeah, all the time. With somebody else, and you want them to go and get something, you just go. <laughs> what I do with Lisa, yeah, as I'll pretend I'm using the forest, I'll just go, Ben, Ben, while I'm reaching for something. Uh, well, as for myself with Zulid, I think so. My first interaction with him kind of let me know exactly what kind of character he was. And I think the best thing I have for this is um, if you've ever seen Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused, like one of the first lines he says is, yes, say, man, you got a joint? And the kid's like, no, I don't. He'd be like, it'd be a lot cooler if he did. Like from that line, <laughs> you know what kind of character he was. And so like my initial thing when uh, Zulid was like, you know, no lies among friends. And I was like, I had sex with a very large woman. And he's like, who has it? And I was like, and then I stabbed her and killed her. <laughs> Who hasn't? I was like, yep. All right. I know what kind of character this is. Like right there. All right. And I'm, uh, I'm not sure if you guys listened to the out of the hat when we first talked about Zulid, but I am, I brought up the fact that I based him and his personality a lot on the Cardassians from Deep Space Nine. If you guys have ever watched it, um, yeah. especially the quote where it's a conversation between Bashir and, and Garrick where, um, Bashir is basically telling him at the end of the episode, he's like, I don't know, um, oh god, what did he say? It was, um, he says, I don't know what's true, like, if, if it's, like, if this is the truth or if it's lies, and then Garrick, uh, says to him, he's like, but doctor, it's all true, and then 
Bashir is like, even the lies. And Garrett just smiles at him and goes, especially the lies. And I'm just like, <laughs> yes, that's going to, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, that's beautiful. It just so happened that episode was on the day I was like writing a lot of uh, Zalid's background. And I'm just like, retyping. <laughs> I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, this guy is charismatic AF. Well, and that's that's the really cool thing. I mean, I, I I don't remember everybody's stats, but if I remember correctly, not a lot of people are super charismatic. Like nobody is. Um, I think Shirzen may have because I know Tieflings get a bump the charisma, but I'm not sure what he's sitting at exactly. I'm pretty sure that but goes I, down a lot by it as being a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know Zach's got a pretty high score. It's just it doesn't always come off that way because I've been going into a bit of his backstory. Oh yeah. So there's a bit of re- there's still a little bit of reason why he might be a bit reserved for somebody with such a high charisma score. Right. Or even nervous in some situations. Yeah. It's yeah. it's my second highest stat. It is at 17 right now. Oh my god. Oh, I love it. I think I'm like right behind you. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. He's gonna unlock doors to just his voice. Well, I mean, it, it kind of ties into you know the 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 knife behind the smile, but even even to an extent too, killing with a smile. Mm-hmm. It has that unique potential, especially with the way that you built him. To be able to do those exact things, yeah, uh, I I'm really looking forward to him, and that brings us to, so Zuli at the end <clears throat> of our last episode, he was talking with a hooded figure. Now, from everybody else's perspective, nobody else knows what they were talking about, but anyway, um, and then he he was given a handkerchief, and then he flips out. He's like, all right, everybody, let's get the heck out of here. <laughs> so, and and you've talked about this a little bit, Brett, but let's go back and what are what are your guys's reactions? And we'll come to you last, Matt. What are your guys' reactions to that event? So for me, I immediately thought of um, Treasure Island. He's like mm-hmm. the black spot and like flips out and starts <laughs> tearing the whole place apart. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm scared and also really excited to see where that can go. But like from the character's perspective, it's it's kind of like, oh well, here we go again. Or also, yeah. um, like when he was like, all right, it's time to leave the inn now, and Behester was like, okay, no questions asked, because of past events that have happened with Behester. He's like, don't have to tell me twice to leave an inn right now. Right now. <laughs> Well, and then for me, it's like, um, I'm going to think about this a bit on the way home from work today, but it's like, what was, what was in the, the handkerchief? It was like a couple of, like, peach bits? Two peach bits. So Zalid is, was, is part of, a, like, a group of homicidal peach farmers? <laughs> it's actually kind of scary when you think about it. Well, so so the Peach Pit actually came from, in medieval times, uh, they would give Peach Pit, like some secret societies would give Peach Pits to indicate that that person was then going to die. Uh, specifically what comes to mind, there's an episode of Sherlock Holmes, the one with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman, uh, where, where the guy got a Peach Pit and he's like, ah, I'm dying, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And so, and so that's where that idea came from, that that was a surprise to Matt. And that's yeah, it was. That means there's a contract out for you, by the way. But that's, you know, because it's it's a hidden group's way of conveying meaning without coming out and saying it. You know? So, okay, so let's see here. So Shearsim has a group that's probably out for them. And at, at this point is now out for everybody in Hat Trick. Zalid has people after him. I'm almost kind of scared to go try and go into Ron's backstory more because 
We haven't really explored that. It's like, okay, well, who's after her now? <laughs> well, we got this pattern going of different groups being out for after different members of the group. Well, I mean, that's the point. I want you guys to feel hunted. Well, I don't want you guys to feel safe. We feel not- very unsafe at all times. Don't worry. <laughs> That's not right. what I want you guys That's... to be as paranoid as Zuleed is. Yeah. You're like, they're going to poison our food. They're coming for us in the middle of the night. We can't sleep. We can't. Cautious. Cautious. Uh, not, I don't know. Not paranoid. Cautious. I, I think Zuleed may be on that uh, that fine line. He's, he's flirting. <laughs> yeah. He's flirting with disaster. Hey there, paranoia. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Ooh, paranoia. I would say paranoia is, is I get being para scared on without you. reason. After this last <laughs> after this last session at the very end of it, I think Zelit has a very good reason why he's as cautious as he is. Well, I liked how quickly it was just like talking to Jag, you're just like, <laughs> uh, just boom, snap your fingers, and it was just a completely different mm-hmm. person. And I think, uh, I don't think Mick was really expecting that either because he tried to butt into my conversation with the guy as Jayag and Zalid shut him down like instantly. He's like, go sit at the table. I'll be there in a minute. Like, it's like, oh, here's the guy who's been, oh, tell me all your stories and let's have jokes and fun. All of a sudden being like, go sit the fuck down right now. Yeah. That was, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Well, and, and so, Matt, tell us about your reactions to that. I wasn't expecting it so soon. Um, I knew, it, and I think that's actually a good way of playing it there at that point, Russ, because uh, I knew it was going to happen based off of the character background and anything like that. It, it was bound to happen at some point, but it really surprised me that it happened so soon. That's why, like, when you when you were describing it, I was like, oh man, is this really going to happen right now? And then when you introduced him the way you did, I was like, oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> I, was, I really was not expecting it at all. Well, my favorite thing, I, and I loved all the, I, like I'm really big into like espionage and spy movies. So I loved all the like terms, grandmother's upset you haven't come to visit, you know, like all that stuff back and forth. I love that. So that's something I, I, uh, I actually set up with Russ. I found, I'm not going to take complete credit for it, but, um, there was a Reddit post where somebody posted um, their ideas about how thieves camp would actually sound in oh. a real world. Oh, interesting. Um, besides just besides just being the actual thieves camp camp language, which I found out is an actual real thing. Um, and then I just I just worked with Russ and we tweaked it a little bit more to like how it would actually fit into the game and and to make it a little bit easier and more thematic for it and and it's fun. It, it really is. Like, I have got to applaud you on that because as I was looking through it, because I, I'll be honest with you, it was a spur-of-the-moment decision. You started talking about being super paranoid about them then poisoning your food, and I was like, oh, he's being paranoid just because he's being paranoid, but I can use this to my advantage. <laughs> because it was almost like, to me, the, the, the switch flipped in my head of he's being paranoid to play his character. But he's not really, like, he's not really paranoid. And I was like, yet. <laughs> and so it was like, this is the perfect time to introduce this. Because you you're, you're starting to get comfortable with your character. You've played him for a couple of sessions. We haven't really gone too much into your backstory. Boom, here we go. All right, let's set that right. up. Get this going. Let's, let's introduce these talks with these people that you're traveling with to kind of help flesh things along uh, flesh things along and so i was like quickly I, as soon as i decided it as you guys are doing some of your thing i'm like looking at your thieves can't thing so i can refresh my memory and it is so cool like i was looking at it and i was like this is awesome like it has everything that i would want to say everything that i would need to say and it does it in a way that anybody listening to the conversation would not be able to pick up on what's going on yeah and, and that's go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and having it to where, I mean, you guys have kind of you, you have an idea of what's going on just based on Zulid's reaction, 
and mm-hmm. and things like that. But I'm also assuming you guys don't really know what was said, and that's cool to me as well, because it's like you guys have an idea, but not really. It's kind of it's a sketchy ground of something bad is going to happen. Not sure what. Well, and the fun thing is, Behesher didn't even see the guy. Like he was upstairs, so to him it was just freaked out. We need to leave. Oh, okay. And like that's that's mm. all he knows right now. So that'll be yeah. interesting. Shears and from I can be aware of what's going on until they hit like a really bad bump in the road. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're sleeping back and right. Back. Yeah, yeah. Shears in the wagon. Vampires in daytime and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and Russ, you bring up a good point about it, which is why I, I wanted to use that system as much as I did, because I believe that the actual D&D handbook talks about Thieves' Cant as being, like, a set of symbols and hand gestures and things like that, where if you see two shady people in, like, a street, like, making hand signals to each other, you're going to be like, what the fuck is that? Right? Because <laughs> they're shady. Two people, yeah, right? Or if you just saw, it's two people talking about, like, Oh, your grandmother hasn't seen you in a while. You're just like, oh, whatever. It's just conversation. Right. Like it's it's so innocuous and and like so pedestrian and normal. Yeah. That it's like it's like shit. That's perfect. Like of course that's how like a group of thieves would be talking to each other. Like it's it's hiding in plain yeah. sight. It's the perfect cover. Well, it was yeah. so it was so real because it was like you know the character walked in and your face you're like. Like you, we, I looked at the camera. And I could tell you were like, "Oh no, this is." I know what's about to happen, but like, <laughs> like you could feel like the tension because you know, the hooded figure comes up and says, "You know, grandmother's upset that you haven't visited in a while," and like the amount of time it took for you to answer was like perfect for your character to just be like, "Oh no, this is happening right now," <laughs> and like you could yeah. feel it. Well, yeah, I'm glad it came off that way because, like, Russ was saying, like, I had to pull up my sheet so I could have all my, uh, like, what the code means and stuff like that so I could try and decode it and speak back, like, as soon as I could. But it's kind of cool it came off that way. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Like, yeah. I plan on using that in the future and not even just in this game. I, I'm, I hope you don't mind. I'm totally no, going to. Go like I said, I I didn't create all of it. I, I stole half of it from from Reddit, so you can absolutely steal from me. I don't care. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like it's cool that he found that for a thieves camp, and then you know like earlier sessions, you know we had Cooper slash Daggerland with us, and he'd start saying, "Okay," and then he says this this you know in Elvish, and it means this. I was like, man, I gotta find something like that for Infernal. Yeah, I haven't been able to find anything yet. Isn't it just Most of the time is like this translator that is like a translating this blob of letters and I go, how are you supposed to say that? <laughs> I can give you the written language for Infernal as it is in the game. Because it looks like this. Oh yeah, you can read that. Oh, totally. I think that fifth line said his thong. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, it actually says his chains. I was close. Thong chains. It's it's a rough translation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can I can give that to you. So at least the written language. But it, it, you know, I, and I love I love that you guys as players have done that. Uh, where you you've gone, you found things to bring more flavor into the world. I want to just applaud you guys on that because it makes the story so much more alive. And I love, I love that you guys are so invested in your characters. And a lot of times I'll get messages throughout the week, sometimes more, sometimes less of, hey, what about this for my character? What, you know, can, what, what, what if my character did this? Or, you know, based on this backstory and these events that went on, what's going on here? And I just want to say how thankful I am that I have char- characters in my game, people in my game, that are so invested in their characters because it makes it so much fun for me, so much more fun for me to build that world and to be like, let's have fun. Let's go. Let's tell a story. Again. <laughs> let's do this. I love it. Yes. And then you have some people in your, your, your playing group who's like, okay, I want to take my character in this direction. On second thought, I want to go this way. And oh, I want to go this way. Yeah. Me again. <laughs> 
But that's okay. I mean, you guys are still figuring out your characters. I mean, much like real character, real people, not characters, real people, they would be indecisive. They would say, you know, maybe, maybe I'll do this. And then, you know, as you progress a little bit, you become more experienced. You're like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. You know, so I mean, that even that indecisiveness is very real of the characters. And I love how you guys dive into your characters' heads. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, when we're playing, you guys are your characters. And I love that. Love it. It is, mwah, it is beautiful. <laughs> And it, well, it just it just really adds to. I mean, I, I at least for me, you know, my player experience, knowing that that everyone, you know, it's it, it immerses you knowing that everyone's their character the entire time, and so when it comes to like a conversation, it doesn't feel awkward because you're already doing every motion of the game as your character. So it's just oh, now we're having a conversation instead of going oh okay, my character would say and then go into it. Unless the conversation kind of would be awkward anyways because that's how the character would react well sure yeah (laughs) with your situation lately where you're a vampire and rom is hot to trot (laughs) because she's got gloves that's funny and and it just it it creates this wonderfully awkward tension (laughs) yeah i I feel like I feel like such a cruel and capricious god when I say things like that because it's like, oh, by the way, Rom, you also feel addicted to vampire bites. Good luck with that. Have fun. Figure it out. Yeah. Uh, But it does. It creates this wonderful story moment from it. I just, I love that we get to build those together. Sorry, I am getting really excited because I'm (laughs) about all the things that we do. How excited it makes me. We're all going to mute and you just go ahead and scream for like five minutes. It's okay. I think I'm going to need to do that more than scream, if you know what I mean. Ah, well, we're not going to mute that. It makes me excited. <laughs> uh, for those of you in the uh, audio listening portion, uh, Russell wants to jack off. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> Always. Um, so, uh, my next question to kind of end this out is... Events are starting to come to a head. There are there are a lot of hooks that have been thrown out. There are a lot of um, building moments. What are your predictions for the future? What are some of the hooks that you're most interested in? And what are some of the things that you're most concerned about with particular players, the character characters? We'll start. We'll start with Matt this time, and then we'll go to. <sighs> So the thing as a player I'm I'm uh, most curious about in terms of the hooks um, is that tower off of the distance uh, that we've heard some some rumors about that's that's going to be really interesting once we actually get up there to see are these rumors true about this dead body tower like what is this about and if it is like holy shit okay so this that's is a thing, thing we're going to have to deal with I am super um, excited about that one. That one, I hope it turns out as cool as it is in my head. Because it is pretty freaking sweet in my head. Um, That's scary. In terms of, of things oh, I'm concerned about with characters... Huh. Really, at this point here now, I, I'd actually say that the thing I'm most excited or concerned about in terms of character-wise is um, Ukask. And his nightmares that he's been having recently about about his orcish background and things like that. I'm excited to see where that's going to go, or what's what's going to come of that. So that'll be fun to see play out. Or terrifying. Exactly. <laughs> see how many we'll see how many in rooms he destroys. Right. <laughs> just gonna have to get really good at setting up camp. <laughs> Here's a question concerning that because I want you guys to be honest. Is the dream thing becoming overboard? I don't think so. I don't. I with. I mean, I don't think I've I've seen very many with Mukas, so I can't say so. Um, but there was a while there where the, where the nightmares every night with Behester was kind of like, oh my god, really? <laughs> <laughs> Again, but 
but we're past that now, so it's okay. But or no, I don't think so. Right. Well, it's been a while, so it's okay. But it was it was like every five minutes of gameplay. All right, now you're camping. Yeah. Roll for nightmare. Oh god. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's like okay. The Hester needs a break from from being tortured by the world. Okay, shears him. Now you're a vampire. New character. You're addicted to vampire bites. Hey, and Behester's right more than okay with a break. <laughs> so let's see here. For me, things that I'm kind of most excited to explore or to take part in is, uh, you know, maybe see how this whole, you know, separation from the Empire thing is going to shake out. Like, is it going to become like, like we're going to have like our own little civil war going on? Although we don't know if it's going to be like a Roman civil war, or an English civil war, American or Russian, or actually, I can't think of a single country in the world that hasn't had a civil war. Maybe Switzerland, because they'd be neutral in their own civil war. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah. So it'd be, it, I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing how you know that all shakes out. And, like, uh, you know, I'm kind of having my suspicions that this High Lord Kellerall might have some connections with the Cult of the Witch. One or two things, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a couple of things that may have, might have sprung up. You know, whatever, you know, it's cool. Yeah. So then it'd be kind of interesting to see, you know, how much of a, how involved in the whole impending Imperial Civil War the the cult has actually had a hand in you know it's like maybe they were like some kind of instigators or like the the puppeteers behind the scenes or if they were just maybe just like capitalizing on a situation that's already coming up and how much cheers and adoptive daddy is involved <laughs> good old dad yes yeah, there's going to be family ties there i'll bet and really just figuring out how the hell Andriox knew Cheers and became a vampire. Yeah, good luck with that one, DM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, you know, forget this this mystery that we're all trying to solve right now, this 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 missing woman, you know. Cheers and wanting to know how he can unvampire himself, how he can destroy that book, and how Andriox actually figured out found out that he was a vampire. I think it's because Andriox is actually the head of the cult. <gasps> that's got that's, that's the only explanation. And I say that knowing that Buster's going to listen to this. <laughs> well, and I want to point out something. He, he he has apparently he has taken on himself the title of the true heir to the throne. I did calling, notice that. Calling the the current regent who is the son of the emperor yeah, he hasn't been crowned yet, so he's still the regent. Um, who, who, he is calling himself the true heir over the regent that is. I, I don't know that's going to pan out, so. We'll find out. Yeah. But it was really cool to, to like hear from his character. Hear from Buster through his character in the game. That was kind of really fun. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. next time we do something like that, he wants to record it so that I can play it for you guys. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd yeah. be cool. Well, I think for myself with that question, um, the thing I'm most excited and terrified for at the same time is how everything with the cult is going to tie it. Like, cause there's my history with it being, and then whatever's following us and the fog monster thing. And then with Shearsm's dad and then Jag is connected to it because he wants to destroy it because of all the lives going on there. Like everyone's connected to this somehow. And it's kind of like it was all right here in the last, like probably two months of sessions, month and a half. Like it's, it's kind of branched out and I'm waiting for it to like breathe in again, just out of nowhere. So I'm excited and terrified for that to happen. That, uh, th those hopes are out there. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Just finding them. Um, all right. Well, I think. Does anybody else have any other questions, comments, cursings? No, I got all my cursings out before we started. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, audio issues. Yeah. Uh, 
I am super excited for our next session. I am. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's some. There's some other things for you guys to find. Other things for you guys to do. And I can't wait to see how you guys interact with those things. And I just. I. It's kind of the same reason why I watch Critical Role. I love our sessions because I love seeing how your character is going to react to those situations. I even if I. It, even though I'm the one creating those situations, it's still, I love, if I could, I would just listen to our show all the time, play D&D with you guys all the time. <laughs> just just being able to, to experience that with you guys has been awesome. Uh, so I just want you guys to know that. I love you guys. I love you. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we don't have any questions from the chat or from the Twitter that I could see, unless anybody else has seen anything. Not that I've uh, seen. So we're going to close tonight with uh, what we've pulled out of the hat so far. Ooh. And um, so my name is Russell. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at drjex. That's J-E-X-0725. Uh, I mostly talk about D&D stuff. If you have any questions about DMing or anything like that, just let me know. Um, because I love talking about D&D. It is my favorite thing in the entire world, and I could talk about it all day long. Um, you can also find me on our Discord. Uh, that's the Just Some Guardians Discord. Uh, you can find that on the doodly-doo. Uh, to, to <laughs> on the doodly-doo? I, I stole that from Matthew Colville. Hopefully it's not a copyright infringement. He says that every time. Uh, but it is a, a, the header... Um... <laughs> you can find me in the Discord, uh, Jackal72590, which is also my PSN name. So if you ever want to play Death Gambit, which is an awesome pixel art game that I just picked up, or Conan Exiles, because I play that a ton, switch over to a PvE server because it's much better than PvP because PvP sucks balls. Anyways, Brett, why don't you tell us about yourself? Oh, well, oh my. Uh, well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Elmer Fudd Games. Double M, double D. Uh, also, um, for our D&D campaigns, uh, they are streamed on the Elmer Fudd Games Twitch on Sundays at what time is that Eastern? Uh, Eastern time is... Seven. No. What, what time do we start for you? Yeah, 7, seven, seven. Okay, so 7, seven o'clock, 7 p.m. Eastern is when our D&D campaigns go live on Elmer Fudd Games. Um, this podcast, uh, we do go live Wednesday nights. Uh, what is that? 8 o'clock for me. 10.30. 10, 10.30 Eastern on this twitch.tv slash Guardians, And the audio format goes live on the same feed as the Justin Guardians podcast. And that'll go out Sunday morning. So you can listen to that before the actual stream of the campaign. Um, and also something I'm going to look into because we've actually I've had like three or four people like ask about this in the last week, which has been pretty crazy. Um, I might look into um, setting up like a YouTube channel and putting the sessions up on there in the future. People have asked for that. That makes me so sweet. Pretty cool. crazy, right? So, I didn't even yeah. know three or four people watched us play. Oh, yeah. It's pretty exciting. It is. It makes me very happy. <laughs> That's it for me. Uh, also, we have the Just Some Guardians podcast, which goes out tomorrow night at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time uh, live. And then it also, you also put that on on Sunday mornings as well, right? Uh, that goes up as soon as I can. And sometimes that's Thursday night and sometimes it's Saturday night at like midnight. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clay, your turn. Okay. So, you can find me on Just Some Guardians Discord. ID is Real Leopard. And uh, besides that, I've also recently started my own YouTube series. I told Brett about it briefly on, after the session. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Novice to Legendary. It's uh, like a vlog series where I'm talking about my kind of like my journey as a beginning role player and kind of share some tips and ideas as I go along. Ooh. And I would act, might even get some of you guys involved in this too for you know a few segments, which I'll be pinging you guys 
for out when I decide to actually go through with that. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Sure. Absolutely. What, what, what's your YouTube channel again? Novice to Legendary. Okay. I'm going to type it out here for you. Enjoy this uh, <laughs> silence here as we all look it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh like a couple gosh. of videos. Uh, one of them that's like a combination of D&D uh, &D Beyond Character Creation Tutorial, which covers a few things I've stumbled across, as well as a few recommendations of when not to watch Critical Role. Ah. Uh, yes. I've learned the hard way not to, to actually be watching it at work when I'm about ready to have some breakfast, because I when uh, <laughs> Sam Regal did his D&D &D val Beyond Ballet, I nearly spewed a uh, <laughs> chicken... Uh, chicken, you know, one of those uh, chicken biscuits all over the the computer screen at work, and that would have been pretty embarrassing. That oh my was gosh, a this is amazing. I'll I'll link this in the show notes. Oh, thank you. All right, Matt. I guess that's you now. All right. Uh, so you guys can find me here on these podcasts, or you can also find me in the Discord where I am Garrett. Short he's and sweet. So, he's so fancy. He just uh, oh yeah, so cool that he doesn't need any of the social media. We just we love him all with all our hearts. So he, he just needs to go. You know who I am, and just leave the call. <laughs> you know who I am. Peace. All right. I guess that will do us for tonight. We love you all. Thank you all. Uh, those of you who are watching, thank you for watching us. We appreciate all that you guys give back to this show. We love being able to share this with you. So we're happy that you guys are here with us, and we're looking forward to adventuring with you on Sunday. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye now. Bye. 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 <laughs>